Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Future in Review podcast. I'm Barrett Anderson, the COO of Future in Review. And for those of you who have never heard of Future in Review before, we run the annual FIRE conference, which The Economist has called the best technology conference in the world. The other arm of our business, Strategic News Service, provides its subscribers with the most accurate source of information about the future of technology and the global economy. So if you enjoy these video updates that we do, uh, we ask that you think about uh, signing up for a free trial of the Strategic News Service Global Report. You can do that at the link below this video. Um, and I'm here today uh, with Mark Anderson, who is the CEO of Strategic News Service, the chair of Future Interview, among many other things, and a regular contributor to the Global Report. Uh, in fact, the founding creator of the Global Report. Um, and we're going to be talking about his recent special alert to SNS members. So if you are already an SNS member, you would have gotten this in your inbox over the weekend. Um, you would already know all of this stuff, but for those of you who are not already, we want to give you a little bit of a, a look into kind of what you might have learned at that time. So, um, Mark, I'm wondering if you can tell me a little bit about, you talk a lot about in this alert about an alliance that we at SNS refer to as Crink. So what is Crink and why are you issuing a special alert about them? Yes, Barrett. So Crank is a term we invented. I'm now seeing it others in the media are using, which is kind of you know, always rewarding. Um, it, it is based on the idea that China, Russia, Iran, and North Korea have created a, an alliance on many levels and are working closely together uh, for what I would call malign purposes. So um, of those levels that they're working on, it sounds like there's a, there's a lot of different ways that they're working together. Sure. Um, why should we be concerned about that? Countries work together all the time, right? Why why is this different? Yeah, this isn't a trade alliance, and you know there are a lot of people who, I think they mean well, but they just don't understand what's going on in the, in the media. Who say like, "Oh, U.S. is at a trade war with China?" No, they're not. We're not. We're in an economic war with China, which China designed to happen by their business model. And we've written books about this. So, you know, we started watching China very closely. Well, China has now built this alliance and it's a very tight alliance. It gets tighter every day. Um, and, and so we uh, in the free world, the non-dictator world, need to uh, understand the risk that's being posed by this new alliance. Recognize that there is such an alliance. Mm -hmm. You can use our name if you want to. We call it Crank. And that uh, whatever you call it, uh, its intent is to harm the West in each for their own reasons. So, um, but all together, one for all, all, all for one. So uh, this is not a good thing for anybody in the free world. And you, it's time to pay more attention now to the entire alliance than to how you feel about any individual country. Yeah, I think, you know, I think one of the things that I see most often in the media is that they'll understand a specific thing that China is doing, or they'll understand a specific thing that Russia is doing. Yes. They kind of consider each of them in a vacuum, right? Like people are surprised when China doesn't do anything in response to a Russian invasion of Ukraine. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. And that's not, if you understand that alliance, it's not a surprising thing at all. It's, no, it's, it's of course what they were going to do all the, the whole time. Um, price, but price I, of membership. Yeah. 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 So let's talk a little bit more about, you know, with regard to Russia. Does Crink pose a nuclear threat to the West? Yes, absolutely. And uh, so we we were the first, and I think remain the first, 
who have published the concept, let's call it concept, that there was a reason why North Korea went from being bumbling fools in the missile and uh, weapons department, nuclear weapons department about a decade ago, really bumbling fools, blew up their own stuff all the time, couldn't launch a missile. Suddenly, rapid advancements yeah. in both yeah. missiles and in nuclear weapons. And so uh, that is part of the reason that we made this public. We made this claim public. And, and the other part is that we Americans caught uh, Iran sending uh, missiles in, in secret shipments by uh, cargo ships to North Korea. So that kind of tells you something. And um, you, know, you see them firing off ICBMs. Probably that's like Russian, Chinese, Iran helping get a testing thing going. Oh, what are they going to test? Oh, they're going to test ICBMs with nuclear warheads. Right. Oh, where are, the, where are the nuclear warheads coming from? Well, this suddenly advanced, not stumbling anymore program in North Korea. I wonder whose nuclear designs those might be. And, uh, you know, you see this, I would now call it a charade of this uh, gigantic enterprise to engage the West with Iran uh, over the question of not pr producing nuclear weapons. Right. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's really, it's like, this comes back to what I was saying before, but I, there is, you know, in various circles of American politics and, and discussion, there are focuses on different things at different times, right? Currently, one of the things that many activists are focused on is the Iranian kind of revolution that's taking place at the moment, right? Um, but I think what a lot a lot of people, you know, who are passionate about human rights internationally don't understand is the deep interdependence between authoritarian rule and this kind of international uh, economic, military, and nuclear and energy alliance, right? Mm -hmm. There's, there, you can't separate them. No, and I, I go, I'm, we, we are not the first to say this, but I think it's true. I think many people in DC would say that when you have dictators in nukes, it's a lot more dangerous than when you have democracies in nukes. Yes. The safeguards that are present in democracies, faulty as they may be, are much, much safer than when you have Putin or, or Xi in dictatorial control of these weapons. Mm -hmm. or so, so let's talk a little bit more about the energy aspect. <clears throat> how, how is Crank focusing on energy at the moment? How, what kind of, what impact does that have on the rest of the world? Many levels. Uh, energy is the ultimate fuel for everything, right? Everything that we make and do and service requires energy. So it is the ultimate currency for all things. And, and to have control of that in terms of price or, or, and, or, you know, supply is a very, very centric, critically important strategic issue. Um, R Russia, of course, wants a high price for oil for its Ukraine war and, and just for itself. Russia doesn't make anything. Yeah, they're, they're dependent it's on oil. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a resource-based economy. It's like the 19th biggest thing. It's the size of Indiana or something, but it, it has a lot of oil. So um, critically uh, important to their war effort to have cash coming in. And of course, the Saudis just stepped in through OPEC plus and uh, reduced 2 million barrels a day. So they're helping drive this. The Saudis, I have their own issues. The Saudi family is such profligate spenders that I, I calculate they need to have about $110 a barrel 
to break even on all those golden limousines in London. So it's, it's cost a lot of money to do that. And uh, they need the money. So, um, and to spread, you know, terrorism everywhere, which they right. do on the Sunni side, right? Iranians do it on the Shia side and the Saudis do it on the Sunni side. So uh, all that said, uh, when you jack up the price of oil, you're creating more inflation and you're creating a lot of problems. And so um, the thing that we saw recently was China as the dishonest broker here, where um, the West thought we could stop the Ukraine war by sanctioning Russia's Oil. fuel. Right. And immediately, of course, um, the Crink members started buying more to replace those in the West who were the customers. But what uh, it took a while to find out was that China then was reselling the oil or natural gas to Europe, which of course is happy to buy it because they're they need it by yeah. Russia. Yeah. So um, <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. So then, of course, right after I published this, within 24 hours, China stopped se selling natural gas to Europe. I think for the same exact reason. It sounds funny because they were probably told by Russia to stop it because. Russia wants to hammer Europe. Yeah. So uh, they did. So, you know, you've got a really interesting, very tightly, not, these are not a loose bound bunch of friends. These are very right. tightly entwined. Economies acting in coordination. Acting minute by minute in coordination for military and, and uh, economic purposes. Well, if you want to hear more about this topic, we've, we've touched on a, a lot of it today, but there is much more to that you need to know to understand how China, Russia, Iran, and North Korea are working together, what their military alliance looks like, what's their, what their economic alliance look like, looks like, how they're using their alliance to subvert U.S. sanctions, and what we uh, in the West should do about it. Um, we re highly recommend you become a member of the Strategic News Service Global Report. Um, you can do that again in the link below. And we also have a, a member happy hour coming up. We do them once a month. Uh, the next one will be Thursday, November 3rd. So if you sign up for SNS membership now, you will get a free month and you'll get to come to that member happy hour. Uh, so hope to see you all there. And Mark, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Barrett. Fun as usual. Yeah. Bye bye.